Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This week on Dueling Review, it's Orcs from Boom Studios. After being banished from their orcish village by King Hrolf, Bog and his crew venture into the wood to seek their fortune and hopefully find their way back home again. Tag along with Bog, Zepp, Pez, Utso, and Gurr as they venture through the dreaded Irisal Forest, face off against trolls, gnomes, squirrels, and more, and follow in the footsteps of the legendary orc hero, Drod One-Eye. Orcs! Let us talk about Orcs, Matthew. What is going on in Orcs number one from Boom Studios? Orcs! I have the slightest idea, but it's charming as hell. Um, Orcs actually starts with a story within a story that I really appreciate. Uh, Apparently, we're learning about a legendary Orc warrior and his interaction with a siren who... Kind of cute. I I like the siren. It's like, I'm not I'm not here for any of your crap, lady. You can't sing me. I'm going to conk you in the head with my sword. <laughs> oh, no. Golems. Oh, I'm going to fight the golems. Oh, no, they're reforming. Okay. But yeah, it's really nice, which turns out to be a story being told by an elderly orc to her orc tribe. Uh, children orcs, I guess. What do you call them? Chorks? Um, the chorks. Or- orklings. Orklings? Yeah. Orkland. Pork cracklings. Something like that. Yeah. And once that's done... We see the adults go out on a hunting expedition, yeah, I guess. If you, read the, if you read the solicitation, they're going after something in this book. We don't know what. We suspect that it's some treasure of some kind, and they're led into mm-hmm. the elven forest to this tree that is guarded by squirrels. So there's a lot of squirrel battles. Meanwhile, the elves are like, oh, lo, what sound do I hear on yonder? And it's so funny. I, I love that part. Um, but if you read the solicitation for the book that I that I read at the beginning, um, these Orc groups may have been kicked out of their orc kingdom until they come back with a prize of plenty. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they left their kids behind. And so this could be a more interesting story than what 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 we perceive to have gotten in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put the book down. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of the book. I really like it, though, but I'm, I'm not really a fan of the story. Um, you know what it feels like to me? What? It feels like the old days when you would start reading a web comic and it would start like in mid sentence yeah, yeah. and people would be like, Hey, we sure do work here at a blockbuster. And then six weeks in, you'd realize you knew all the names and you were starting to get everything put together. It really does feel like somebody started writing a cool story and drawing a cool story that they were totally into. And then was like, Oh yeah, there's this other stuff that I need to do too. And 
I, I, I both simultaneously like and dislike that take because it feels kind of as weird as it is to refer to something from web comics as, as you know, retro or old school. I mean, now it everybody is. puts their web comics on their on their social and you use your Instagram to swipe between panels. And the web comics that we're referring to are probably 20, 20 plus years, years old. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. But I think you're right. There is a lot of information that is not actually in the issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah that yeah. I would I think I would have liked to have. And yeah, as after much I, as I. After I read the solicitation, I was like, oh, so that makes a lot more sense now. I can be a little bit more forgiving on this book. But you didn't read it to me. I didn't hear it. Oh, now you're going to have to go and look for yourself. But anyway, like I said, it's basically they may have been kicked out of their kingdom uh, mm -hmm. because they need to go. Uh, they're banished from their orcish village by the king. Um, uh, Borg and his, Bog and his crew venture out into the world to seek their fortune and hopefully find their way back home again. I think what they're actually seeking, uh, given their interactions with squirrels, is uh, the hidden chestnut uh, treasure of Ulm. I mean, it could be anything, really, to be honest, but um, here's my problem. I'm not a fan of dumb characters. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of, you know, and, and, and the reason is, and, and here's the honest reason, I'm not a fan of dumb characters because we have too many dumb people, and I'm not talking about people with mental uh, issues, uh, you know, mental problems, I'm just talking about we have a lot of dumb people that want to deny science and deny uh, vaccinations and that kind of stuff. And so anytime I see a dumb character who just is refusing to look at the world around them and say, you know, hey, there's probably a reason why these squirrels are attacking us. Uh, you know, I, I want them to figure out the problem a different way instead of they attack us again. We go back and fight again and get our butts kicked. And it's just like, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of of dumb of dumb. Uh, especially right. at this point in time. Now, I understand that, you know, maybe that's what uh, Christine Larson is saying in this book is that orcs are inherently this way, yet they still muster on. And that's why she's giving us the, you know, the high elves with their high attitude and everything. Um, but I just I just don't find dumb funny. <laughs> I, I find it angering. I can see that. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily had that take on it, but it's definitely something that. I can understand. And I think that it's easy to see where you had those problems for me. Uh, today was a terrible, terrible, terrible customer service day. And what I really appreciated about it was that for all of the conflict, there aren't any direct moments where people are like, oh, I'm going to kill you with a stick. You know, it's not something yeah, that's where yeah. it's not something hopefully, where this is a mean spirit. No, this no, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they're trying to make fun of dumb Right. In this case, I think they're trying to show that these people are trying to do what they can do or the orcs are trying to do what they can do, right. um, but they're just not they're just not putting two and two together. They're not the brightest yeah. bulbs in the in the in the At chandelier. The of the barrel. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just it's frustrating, especially in the thing that goes on in the world today. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I think now that I know kind of what the premise is and I wish they would kind of set that up a little bit more in the book. Right. Um. I kind of want to see where this journey goes because I think it's a lot of fun. The art is really cute. Uh, mm -hmm. I, like I said, the elves are funny. The squirrels, you know, just this eruption, this volcanic eruption of squirrels out of Red this tree in the glen. Red vampire looking squirrels. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And then there's the kids, the the the, the children of orcs, the orklings, the pork cracklings, the, the chorks. Yeah. Uh, they've got something up their sleeve. 
that's going on. And so I want to see if the kids somehow get involved with their parents' adventures and right. and do something there. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons to read this book and to continue to read this book. But I th- and I think this might be I don't know. I, I want to say that this is targeted at the youngins. Well, isn't it a boom box? It is a kaboom? A, it's a kaboom box. So it is targeted toward middle like, age readers. That's tweets. who kaboom. I, no, a boom box is middle age, young adult. Kaboom, yeah. I think, is younger than than middle age. So like school age kids. Like I would say my youngest son's age, probably that uh, third and yeah. fourth grade to like maybe sixth grade. The scholastic uh, dog men children. Yeah, which, you know, again, um, these comic book publishers need to figure out how the heck to break into the scholastic stuff with Penguin Random House, because mm-hmm. that's where the money is. Uh, one only has to look and see what's going on with um, with Hilo from uh, MTV's Real World's uh, uh, Judd, Winnick. Judd Winnick uh, to see just how successful they're doing with that, because if they could get this trade of orcs into the scholastic area, Boom Studios could just, and, and Christine Larson could just rest easy for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I think it will definitely a- appeal to readers of that age. And I feel like there's a lot of fun things and a lot of, you know, kind of clever, cute things that happen in this issue. But I feel like I really would have liked a little bit more of, you know, some background. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily traditional world building, because that's not always what you want in a book that's aimed at younger readers, but a little bit of something because yeah, we even literally if it, transition from the story of Drod to grandma orc going into the spirit world. And then there's this moment where you're like, all of a sudden, okay, the adults are going by. I'm like, I, what? yeah, no, even if there was something where the King is like, and get out and don't come back until you bring me blah, blah, blah. Or even if, you know, they're like, hey, the king said, go out, don't come back. But but again, maybe. okay. so let's try this. Let's try this. What if we look at this from the target audience perspective? Okay. what if there's a kid who's reading this? And I don't know if there's a message in this, although, you know, it tends to. And I'm not saying that every kid's book needs to have a message or a moral, but I think every story has to have a theme. But I think let's put ourselves into the eight year old position And mom and dad are having some problems, whether that be marital problems or financial problems or just whatever emotional problems that they may be going through. And they need to go off and deal with that stuff. You're not you you as a kid are not told, you know, straight out uh, during the the troubling times. Well, mom and dad are going through this and that's, you know, the boss is yelling at them at work to go and work. And that's why the kid, you know, that's why you got to stay at home and mom and dad have to go and do these things. Instead, it's just like, hey, mom and dad got to go to work. We'll see you later. Behave. And so maybe that's what's going on here is the younger kid would be like, oh, mom and dad tell me to behave. They read me a story and tell me good night and kiss me on the head. And then they go off and do something in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day or whatever it is. And, oh, these are their adventures. Maybe instead of mom and dad going to work and getting yelled at, they're going off on some, you know, crazy adventure. And so maybe that's kind of the point, because, you know, if you don't get the jets and you're fired kind of moment in this in this <laughs> issue, then you d- then the kids don't have anything to fret about when they're reading about it. When mom and dad do have to go to work, is it like mom and dad being threatened? Are they going to be banished from the house? Will I ever see them again? You know, maybe it's done that way to alleviate some fears. I'm kind of you know, this is just something that popped into my head right. as we're talking here and talking about target audience. But I could see that as a way to kind of lessen some anxiety that a kid might have while reading this book. Yeah. 
I feel like from the perspective uh, of a creator, and while I am not a comic book creator, I am a, a writer and I've, you know, I've done stuff. I've written stuff. And when you get into this, what it really feels like to me is that this issue was written kind of by the seat of your pants. And that's always fun. And that can be really charming where you're like, okay, and now I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do this and we're going to put it together and it's going to be a cool narrative and it's going to be all done. And I really appreciate that. And I feel like that may be what's happened here, but I also feel like it's legitimate to say this is, you know, this is fun. And this has the moments where I'm like, ha, we're fighting squirrels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, the line of who knew they had uh, beef with badgers. I love right. that. That was funny. Right. That's yeah, a yeah. laugh out loud moment. Yeah. But it also feels like there's room to say what is going on here. And could we have maybe presented it in a, in a, you know, a slightly different way to where it was more clear and still say that I appreciate the book. I like the book. I don't feel like I'm going to, Look out for orcs number two. I might, have an I might look out for orcs number two only because mm. I kind of do want to see if the kids are brought into this or if we get a little backstory about why this group has to go out and attack the squirrel nut zippers. Um, that's suit, suit, riot. Yeah, I just I kind of want to see that. But at the same time, I'm as I said, I'm not a huge fan of dumb and there needs to be some if you're going to do dumb, you have to have heart. Right. Yes. And I didn't see that in this issue. Uh, and that that's the problems that I have. The yeah. other problem that I have, and I'm speaking to you, Boom Studios, if you're targeting kids, this is a four ninety nine book. Now, mm. I realize that your Pokemon packs and your Yu-Gi-Oh's and your magics are all, you know, four or five dollars for that. But. Kids are going to be using those Pokemon cards and playing their games and, and stuff multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, I, I really think you need to think about your target audience and try to incentivize them to maybe pick this up by lowering the price a buck or two or three. If this were $1.99, I would have no problem recommending this to a parent to pick up for their kid. But at four ninety nine, I would say, man, that's like a gallon or two of gas. Four ninety nine is very spendy, even if you're an adult reading a comic yeah, that you've I, been reading yes, for fifteen years. I've been saying about that for you know the last couple of months at four ninety nine, starting to get that point where you should not be paying four ninety nine for a comic book. So that's those are my two big issues with the book. Other than that, art is fine, story is fine. Would like to know a little bit more backstory so everything sinks in. Maybe that's the point. But um, I might check out Orcs number two. Orcs number one, it's a, I would say, borrow it and see if it's something to your liking or, again, get it into that Scholastica book club as a trade paperback and sell billions of copies yeah. um, or, or get it in digital in a couple of months. But again, I don't know. I've tried to get my youngest. He really likes comic books. He, like I said, the Hilo stuff, he loves that stuff. The day Gina came out, the, the newest book in the Hilo series, he mm -hmm. blew through that in, in less than an hour. And by the next day, he's like, yeah, I read it three times already. Nice. Uh, you know, so he's into that kind of stuff, but I've tried and he reads a lot of books in digital format because they have these little uh, lending library things that for the kids to go and check out a book that way and read and read a lot of books on their tablets. Um, right. But for some reason, I can't get him interested in reading comic books on his on his tablet. Gina is a physical book. Captain Underpants is a physical book. Dog right. Man, a cop dog or whatever it is, is a physical <laughs> book. 
Um, Dog copter. Yeah. So uh, he may be a physical book kind of kid. So I'm not sure that when this drops to $1.99 on Comixology that it will be something that you could coax your kid into. Maybe if they're into that. But I think this needs to be a physical trade. And so my final recommendation might be for check it out, borrow it, but wait for the trade. I would agree. And my main reason for that is that what this reminded me of more than anything was Balthazar's Tiny Titans book from oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. mid-2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was, it was a fun book. Mm-hmm. It was neat. It was cute. It was energetic. It was, it was also two ninety nine. And you know what? It wasn't for me. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be for me. I'm not the be-all of the audience. So I'm like, yeah, this is a fine book. It's not something that I necessarily want to read again, mm-hmm. but I don't regret reading it. And it's fun to yell the name because orcs, orcs. is, you know, fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely something where I feel like a young reader could be easily brought into this and go, yeah, this is fun. Okay, woo hoo hoo. And you know, maybe I'm the the old guy who's all meta and trying to take it all apart. And uh, what are the themes of the story? And you don't necessarily have to do that. I so. I think you do. I mean, personally, I think you do. I think if you you need to you have can. some kind of theme or message in your story. Um, you know, even Charlie Brown, you know, the very first comic strip, there's Charlie Brown. Yep. Good old Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. And then Charlie Brown walks out of the frame and the kid's like, I hate that guy. That has a theme. That has a message. That, <laughs> yeah, the that message has a, is, Shermie will stab you in the back. <laughs> know, right? That's Shermie, the message. Shermie, do not, Shermie, Shermie do not like good old Charlie Sh- Brown. Uh, but, you know, jerk. that kind of sets up based out. that that sets up everything you need to know about what's going to happen in the peanuts that Charlie Brown is this person whose people will say they like him to his face, but really they, I mean, he's just this lovable loser kind of guy. And, and I think that that is what we need to see in. And maybe that's what the point is here is that we've got a bunch of lovable losers. Uh, but I, I, I do need to see a message or a theme that comes out of this. Yeah. You can come back in issue two, check it out and see what you get when you come back for the next issue of Orcs. Maybe Matthew. Just maybe our dear, 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 dear listeners. And Marshall. Yeah, Marshall. Actually, Marshall showed up way early this week in the Dueling Review chat room. Yes, dear listeners who are listening to this, we do have a chat room where we record this show live every Thursday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. So wherever you are in the world, adjust accordingly. Uh, But uh, if you are a Patreon member at patreon.com slash major spoilers, you get access to these super secret rooms and you can come in and hang out with people like Marshall and Mark Smith 72 and uh, Pleasant Doom and Texura and a whole bunch more. You can come in and hang out and listen to us record the show live. We do a little pre-show. We do a little post chat uh, and a whole bunch of other things in between. But here's the big thing. Mm-hmm. This show works because of you, our dear, 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 dear listeners, <laughs> because you're the ones that said we want to review Orcs number one this week. And you, and how did sure. they do that, Matthew? They went to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. They looked for a post. Now, if you're going right now, what you're looking for is a post that's going to say, I'm going to say dueling review for February 17th. Ooh, you finally got it right. Hey, I'm always good like that. February 17th, you'll look at the list of comics. Last week, people I know people chose Orcs, number one. That was actually Next. got down got down to a tie, really. It, and so we had to flip the coin. And, and uh, one of them was G.I. Joe. 
and it was the other one. But the the oh. thing, the problem was that there's two GI Joe books that came out this week, and I couldn't tell one of the votes whether they were talking about GI Joe Real American Hero 278 or GI right. Joe uh, the Yearbook, which is a reprint of right. classic GI Joe stuff. So I had to go with Orcs. But yep. uh, yeah, maybe in uh, the coming weeks, including next week. From Boom Studios, you might, uh-oh, this is not the right one. Let me go in and, and correct that really quick. Because I'm like, The Last Witch, I just did The Last Witch on this week's Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, but next week, next week from uh, Boom Studios, it's Abbott 1973, number two. The Expanse, number three, which is the penultimate issue there. And I know if you are an Expanse fan... Uh, you need to be reading this. I know of at least one Expanse fan who just goes on and on and on about the Expanse, who just loves the miniseries so far. So you might want to go and check that out. Also next week, Matthew, Power Rangers number four. Oh, 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 oh. Dark Horse Comics next week has Barbalian Red Planet number four, the penultimate issue there. Stranger Things D&D crossover number four. And Young Hellboy, The Hidden Island number one. Several people have already voted for that over at Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. So that could be fun. Young Hellboy what? Adventures. Uh, let's see. Red Sonja number 23 from Dynamite Entertainment arrives next week. Red Sonja Price of Blood number two. and $15, uh, Red... depending on where you get oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's the $50. Those are all the uh, crazy the crazy variant uh, sexy, sexy covers and all that stuff. Sacred Six number seven and Vampirilla Dark Powers number three arrives next week. IDW Publishing, uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin number two. That is the continuation of that series from um, way back in the uh, 80s or 90s. Uh, so you might want to pick that up. Uh, be aware, though, <clears throat> Matthew, mm-hmm. that is a $9 comic book. Yeah, suck that air through your teeth because uh, that's a $9 comic book. Over at that's, Image Comics. That's, that's fun, yeah, over at Image Comics, we got Ha Ha, number two, or maybe it's Ha Ha, number two, or maybe it's <laughs> Ha Ha, number two. I don't know. I think also, it's Ha Ha. It could be that. Also, Excellence, number 10, and Family Tree, number 11. Marvel Comics next week has Amazing Spider-Man number 57 gets a second printing, but we don't do second printings. We don't do collected trades. We don't do reprints, but I'm just letting you know in case you want to go pick that up. Also, a Black Widow number five, Captain America number 27, which, again, some people have already voted for Captain America number 27. Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon number two, Iron Man number six, King in Black number four. Uh, Let's see what else. Oh, we've got uh, King in Black Planet of the Symbiotes number two. Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, number 23, and X-Men Legends, number one. Legend. Yeah. In all the rest category, we have American Mythologies, Monsters, number two. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Courier, Liberty, and Death, number two. No idea okay. what that's about. Uh, Dragon Kingdom of Renly, graphic novels, volume one and two, arrive. And let's see. We also have Failed Princess, the graphic novel, number three. Freaks and Gods, number four. Uh, that was a short-lived TV show on NBC, and they canceled it way early. <laughs> yeah, I think it starred Hercules and uh, Hercules. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Hollow Heart number one, Jungle Fantasy Survivors number one. You want to guess how many covers Jungle we have Fantasy. on that one? <laughs> this is specifically Jungle for Fantasy. number one. How many? How many variant covers do we have on this one? Twelve. Uh, no. Well, these are all really expensive. So these must be. These are those. These are forty dollars for these. Jungle Fantasy Survivors number one, 50 shades. It just lists five of them, A, B, C, D, and E. (laughs) Well, thank God it's not A, B, C, D, and double D, because (laughs) sometimes these covers get a little bit racier than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Over at DC Comics next week, 
We have Batman number 205, Batman and Catwoman number three. We have Future State, uh, the next Batman number four. Future State Superman Worlds at War featuring Mr. Miracle, which will spin off into its own series uh, post um, post Future State. But we've got Future State uh, Superman World at War uh, number two. We also have Mad Magazine number 18. Uh, Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighting Fighter is a collected uh, edition that comes out on Comicsology. Original run or the 2005? Uh, no, run? this is the. Uh, I think this is. Let me click on here and see what it says. I'm pretty sure this is the um, 70s run. These action-packed 1970s tales collecting. Yep. Uh, Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter number one through 18. Brave and the Bold 132 and DC Comics presents number 39. And I don't know if they're releasing that. I mean, they've got a lot of really great comics coming up in trades, yep. not just on Comicsology, but th- just through DC. But I have a feeling that this Richard Dragon series might have come out uh, in um, to coincide with the Batman um, Shadow of the Dragon movie Shadow that just came out. Stuff, yeah. yeah, because there is a Richard Dragon character in there. Um, so, you know, kind of keep Dragon, that in mind. Kung Fu Fighter. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Number 108. Now, in May, everybody, I think it's I think it's in May, but it may also be, maybe it kicks off in April. It's the Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries uh, are coming to your door, Matthew. My so, door? Yes, coming to your door. And uh, so you'll, you'll want to be on the lookout for that. Is it Batman and Scooby-Doo together at all times? Uh, well, I don't know if they're on every single panel, but it is called the Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries based on, yeah, it's based on the, um, you know, the animation stuff. I don't sure. know if, I don't know if uh, Sonny and Cher are going to show up uh, in that because, you know, <laughs> Sonny Bono's dead uh, right. and, and they're and no Cher longer is, together. Is copyrighted. Yeah, and Cher, yeah, right, Cher is copyrighted. But, you know, to... the Three Stooges were all dead at the time that they made that, or at least everybody but Mo. Yes. Uh, so let's see. Oh, yeah, so in May is issue number two. I'm going to break yeah. a little embargo here. Lembargo. Um, right, let's see, Scooby-Doo right. and Batman team up to solve the mystery of a ghost who haunt, who's haunting the Batcave. Did you see the Scooby-Doo Batman cartoon where Velma dressed up in the traditional Robin outfit? No. Oh man, it was so adorable. She was wearing the the Robin outfit with the pixie boots and the yellow cape. It was adorable. Yeah. So, dear listeners, what's it going to be? Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Cast your vote. We've got about 10 of them in there right now. Let's see. Here's what we have Aria, Heavenly Creatures, One Shot, Young Hellboy, X Men Legends, Sacred Six, Number Seven, Future State, Immortal Wonder Woman, Number Two, Young Hellboy, Young Hellboy, please, Captain America, Issue Number 27, Young Hellboy, and Miles Morales, Spider Man. Says Angela gets gets her vote. So what are you waiting for, everybody? Get over there and cast your vote for next week's dueling review. But do not wait. Polling closes on Sunday. So Sunday morning at noon. If you don't have your vote in, I'm tabulating what's there and I'm closing the polls. And so if you come in on Wednesday night and say, Oh yes, could you um could you review that uh that G.I. Joe two seventy eight? That would have broken the tie. It's too late. If you vote after polls close, it doesn't count. So, like I said, get over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Cast your vote. We will be back next week to talk more comics. And maybe, just maybe, you will get to hear Matthew say, I should have been a pair of ragged claws scuttling across the floors of silence. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.